When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kissami, Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. Special episode 40, Tom. We're calling this one Chris Jericho Kiss Draft 4. Tom, how the hell are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I'm exhausted. I'm amped. I'm excited. Last night, we were in Boston watching AEW Dynamite. The event was insane. The tickets, the seats, floor front row amazing yeah at the aganis arena another the famous golden greek two sport athlete that's right um so we got to see aew dynamite awesome seats given to us by an awesome guy uh we got to see kenny omega john moxley the young bucks and more and best of all who did we get to see we got to see we got a little surprise for you tonight Le Champion, that's right, the New York Times best-selling author, actor, host of Talk is Jericho, founder and lead singer of Fozzie, current AEW champion, and KISS fanatic, Chris Jericho. How are you? I'm good. I would prefer if you call me the one and only you. Only you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-oh. I love that song. I love <laughs> that elder. song. We're kicking hey, so- off with... Go ahead. It's always great when you um, get a chance to put some faces to the voices. So, like I said, we were talking about this last night. There's so many Kiss podcasts, and I always give them a try because I'm like, how many other subjects can people think of? Like, they've been like everything's been discussed, discussed, discussed. But you guys have a cool take with the drafts and good, uh, good banter with the Boston filthy, super thick Boston accents too. (laughs) Might I say? so yeah, so it was great to get a chance to see you guys and meet up with you. And we were going to try and record last night. We couldn't. I had to go to my boss's birthday party instead, which is much more important for me to get brownie points than to hang out with you two assholes. <laughs> so uh, we're here doing it now over the phone. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. The show was incredible. Um, you know, it's one of those things I've been watching wrestling since I was a little kid, my grandfather got me into it. So I've right. seen all sorts of stuff. I've I've been to a couple shows, but I haven't been to where you put us, front row. So it's one of those things you can see wrestling all your life. And the crowd and the people jumping all over the stage and stuff. There was a point in time I said to Tom, I'm like, dude, here they go. They're setting this up again. I'm going to get fucking drilled. All of a sudden, <laughs> Omega lands. If I didn't brace myself 
honestly, I would have got knocked the fuck out and pushed <laughs> back into the crowd. Everybody's bitching because their beers got knocked out, but it was insane. It happened. It happened twice. It happened twice where where uh, Kenny Omega almost took literally Zeus and I both out. It was amazing. It was a great time, man. Great. Yeah, it was funny. Last you know. week I had uh, Kevin Smith and uh, Jane Silent Bob on the show, and they were sitting where you guys were. And the same thing happened. They were getting wiped out by dives and right by the fence. And yep. I, I think AEW fences are a little closer than WWE's. So you, you're more in the line of fire, shall we speak. But it makes it more exciting for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Tom, is that's his first show. Not a real wrestling guy. Now he's fucking hooked. Chris, <laughs> Chris I got to tell you, I was having so much goddamn fun last night, man. It was awesome. Awesome event. Now, 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 Zeus is incorrect. I've been to wrestling once when I was a little kid at the old Boston Garden. I saw the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, Barry uh, Windham and Rotundo. So I saw that. I saw that shit a long time ago. Nice. Yeah. So you guys saw a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll, we'll move this along because you know what? Um Chris is an important guy, and we want to move this thing further along, make sure we have enough time with him. So last week, we did an episode. We, uh, we talked about All Systems Go by Vinnie Vincent Invasion. I know you were texting me. You were telling us you had some thoughts. Want to tell us your thoughts about uh, Vinnie Vincent, All Systems Go? What did I text you? Was you said specific? to me about a couple of the songs that you, your favorite songs on the album. I don't know if you want oh. me to tell you what, what you said about poor Vinny, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but the best part of all was when you guys were imitating the Slaughter record. You left your wallet at home! <laughs> you got a headache! <laughs> Give me some aspirin! Oh, it was um, embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I love the Vinny Vincent Invasion. Both those records are great. Uh, all Systems Go is my favorite out of the two. Yes, uh, it's 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 really perfect a perfect example of where kind of you know uh, hard rock. I'm not even going to say heavy metal because there was so much there's thrash and so much going on, but just heavy rock and the glam element of it and Vinny's guitar playing. Uh, but but you know whatever you want to say about the first record about him kind of getting out of the system, all the soloing that he wanted to do and all that sort of stuff. The second record that was a pretty good band. I yeah. thought that Mark Slaughter was was a great singer, super high vocals. Like, <laughs> holy shit! You listen to that now; it's so it's like Getty Lee high. Oh, yes. wait a minute! We're, are we we're not making fun of Rush, are we? We're not making fun. Okay, of Okay, good, just good. A Super high, high okay. super high vocals. So when okay. you listen back to it, it is a little bit dated. But a lot of those riffs. One thing about Vinny, like you know, he's he's been such a strange character over the years. He's a great songwriter. He writes Absolutely. great fucking riffs. There's no doubt about it. So. When you're talking about ashes to ashes and dirty rhythm and uh, mm-hmm. naughty naughty and uh, burn, like just every song is is great. I mean, yep. ecstasy is a little bit pussy, but the rest yeah, is really, really exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, nice. Uh, we Thumbs up for those records. And then I love the fact that basically yeah. it was like mutiny on the bounty. His shipmates kicked him off the ship and continued on to multi platinum success without him. I know he's like the, he's like the only guy to get kicked out of his own band. Like <laughs> exactly. You know. Exactly. Absolutely. Now, yeah, and you had a uh, you've met him or you talked to him a little bit. You had a funny I story I heard about that. Yeah, you want was, to share? Um, I do like signings very very um, rarely, like at comic cons and stuff. Yeah, or horror conventions, but I'll do them if I can get guests for my podcast, Talk Is Jericho. And the one time I went to, I got an offer to do one, and I think I think it was Art the Clown was going to be there from uh, from Terrifier. Nice. And then Vinnie Vincent was going to be there. I said, listen, if you can get me Art the Clown and Vinnie Vincent, I'll be there. I said, you won't be able to get Vinnie Vincent. The guy's like, oh, I'll get him for you. I'm like, okay, you give it a try. 
so they talked to like the convention guy. They talked to this guy. They talked to his manager. And Vinny's going to do it. Vinny's going to do it. Vinny's going to do it. He's going to do it before the show. Uh, the show starts at 12, the signing. He'll do it at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. I'm like, are you sure? Yes. I'm like, okay. Of course, about five minutes before 10 a.m. Uh, Vinny went home last night. He lives in Nashville. The signing was in Atlanta. So he basically drove four hours home to feed his dogs. And he's driving back today. Uh, so, so he left at eight, got home at midnight, fed his dogs. He left, you know, he ate it this morning. He'll do it after the convention's done. I'm like, okay, wait and see what happens now. <laughs> so his manager comes over and is like, um, yeah, is he Chris Jericho? Oh, yeah. Well, so Vinny, um, well, Vinny basically says with his name value and, uh, you know, and with what you're trying to get from him, he, he wants $10,000 to do the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, not going to happen. <laughs> so that's cool. I was like, well, maybe if you go meet him and talk to him for a bit, he'll, he'll let, he'll want to do your show. And I was like, I mean, I know what's going on here. Yeah. There's no fucking way Vinny Vince is going to do this because he's insane, yeah. right? So I go over there and listen, it's Vinny Vincent, much respect. He had literally three people there for the whole, the whole time. He was, I felt so bad. I had like, I had to hold my line for like whatever it was, a hundred people or whatever that we were waiting. And um, I said, just hold the line. I want to say hi to Vinny. So I went and talked to him for a bit. And, you know, he's, he's a little bit awkward, but he's sitting there, sitting down, playing guitar at his death, at his uh, signing table with nobody around and uh, talked to him a little bit. And, you know, he's like, so tell me about this podcast. Because the reason why is like everyone always wants to get all this this dirt off me. And maybe if you and I talk for a bit and I'll think about it. And I was like, Vinny, you know, I'd love to sit down and talk. But I got, you know, 150 people in line waiting. So I just wanted to say hi. And he's like, oh, okay, well, come back a little bit later on. And maybe we'll talk about this. And it's like, I don't even fucking want him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Best part of all was, I guess, about 30 minutes later, he was uh, angry that uh, nobody was there to see him. Told the promoter, nobody likes me anymore. I'm going home. And uh, picked up his stuff <laughs> and left. So, uh, and I told Paul Stanley that. He's like, well, he's right. Nobody does like him anymore. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> leave, so anyways, leave Paul an opening. Yeah, and then my, my good friend Mitch LaFon had, had yeah. Vinny on. And he was yes. great. And I think actually Eddie Trunk had him on too. So he's done some podcasts so you can hear them. But uh, when he wanted 10 grand for mine and then wanted to have a uh, a summit to discuss this podcast of yours. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just had 600 fucking episodes. So God yeah. bless them. great songwriter, strange cat, but we can always go back and listen to those, uh, Vince invasion albums for, uh, for some good tunes. Yeah. Right. It's, right. it's, it's a little out there. I'm I, in, in my actual day job. I'm actually an attorney and I listen to him on Mitch LaFon. Yeah. Talking about, Oh yeah, they're trying to, and I'm just listening. I'm like, dude, that doesn't make sense. This is nonsense. Yeah. And uh, sometimes people are their own worst enemies. God yeah. given, God great talent. It's a waste and it's a, it's a shame. Because I yeah. uh, going back to Ash, uh, All Systems Go, that was a fucking great album. And it was. that that band could have continued that. I think that time of year is probably one of my favorite me like metal hard rock songs of all I time. I, oh, think yeah. I, I think they made a mistake by releasing. Um, that time of year and love kills was the two singles. Yeah. They should have kicked it off with ashes to ashes or, yep. or one of those tunes and then done time of year. And if they would have had some record company support and maybe, cause I think, you know, the whole thing imploded because the record company was looking more at Mark Slaughter to be the star of the show rather than Vinny. So I'm sure that didn't sit yeah. well with Vinny, but 
and that, that that's one of those songs that slipped through the cracks. It should have been a big hit. Both those songs are both great yeah. hits. Yeah. I just don't think they should have released it as the first single. And then of course, with all the unrest and the fact that I think Gene is right. Gene Simmons, when he said that Vinny, I can't remember what it's called. There's some kind of mental affliction that just prevents you from ever being successful. You yeah. just can't take it. So I think all of those things are factors in it. And the, and the, and the point that Dana and Mark went on and wrote all these great songs and had some huge success with them kind of tells me that's the direction they could have went. If Vinny was a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more mentally stable, shall we say? Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Tom talks about that all the time about Vinny being his own worst enemy, and I right. always think of the regret. Could you imagine if he kept that talent in Kiss? Well, we always, oh, yeah. I mean, how we always, awesome that would have been as a songwriter to help Paul and Gene in between write some with Gene, write some with Paul. How much, how much better well, they mean, could look, have been? Look what he did on Revenge. I mean, the three best songs, oh, or three of the best songs, are, are Vinny's tunes, right? Yep. So. Um, and You're showing those, your hand, by the way, on the draft, but thanks. <laughs> well, there's the rumor that uh, that there's a demo of Boys Are Gonna Rock with Paul Stanley singing, and you're like, you oh, know, that would have been a pretty killer Kiss song if that was the case. Yeah. Absolutely. But they would have been smart enough to cut back on that insane solo and rein well, him in a little. And that's the reason why, he, I mean, when you look at Lick It Up, for example, I guarantee when Vinny presented that song, the solo wasn't, you know, yeah. a, a four-bar chord progression. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But so, yep. yeah, he, he was a great asset as a songwriter. I think half of Kiss is set to this day are Vinny's songs between yep. the Creatures and Lick It Up ones, but... Um, you know, yeah. like we said, he had some great music and, uh, God bless him. And hopefully, um, hopefully someday he'll, he'll play some more. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think it, on our poll, it was ashes to ashes one Facebook, Tom and time of yep. year one Twitter as yep. best song. We have gotcha. one now crazy nights first turn on the night, right? Those two songs. What do you like better? Mm, hard to say. I like them both. Um, once again, I think Turn On The Night is one of those tunes that slipped through the cracks. Absolutely. It, it should yep. have been like as big as Living On A Prayer. It's yes. such a great chorus. I'd probably say Turn On The Night just because it's super underrated. And, you know, th this isn't name dropping, but you guys know my history with the band and with Paul. Yep. So I asked Paul yep. about that. And he said nobody wanted to play Kiss on the radio at that point in time. He said it was very difficult to get any type of radio play whatsoever. There's a lot of pushback to them. Even as big as they were in the 80s, there were still a lot of programmers and radio people that said, Kiss is a dinosaur. They're too old. We don't want them on the radio. So Turn On The Night and Reason To Live were, were two of those tunes that should have been way bigger that no one really got behind because they felt that Kiss was too old, believe it or yeah. not. No, it's yes. true. I agree. Yeah, and, and, and it is unfortunate because as we get when we get to the draft, there's a ton of great songs that didn't that just died right. unless you were a huge Kiss fan. You know? That's right. Exactly. Yep. In uh, honor of our great friend Murph, who was Tom's college roommate and a friend of ours since the beginning, he came up with some questions for all our guests, Chris. Okay. I think I know the answer to these. Favorite Kiss member? Uh, Paul Stanley's penis. <laughs> oh, you mean guy in the band. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no, I got to say Paul Stanley. Honestly. So, in other words, you're telling us those rumors about Paul are true? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, no, okay. no. The rumors about Jericho are true. Oh, is that it? All right. No, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm a Paul Stanley disciple. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's no secret. Everyone knows how much of an influence he was on me. So probably second favorite KISS member. But you got to take Gene out of the equation because, I mean, those guys have kept it together. It's awesome. Favorite KISS besides Paul and Gene, I'd say Bruce Kulik. 
Nice. I think I think he's the best guitar player in his history. Um, he's not the flashiest because obviously Ace is the original, but yeah. all Bruce's work in the '80s to once again be that bridge that kept them going and staying true to Ace's uh, style of playing, staying true to Ace's solos, but always changing them a bit to add his own stuff. I think Bruce is a great player, very underrated. Anytime he plays anything on Instagram, it still sounds so amazing watching him play those old tunes. So uh, thumbs up to, uh, to Bruce for sure. Absolutely. Good call. Favorite Kiss song? Oh, gosh, depends what day it is. But most of the time I'll say uh, Black Diamond live from Kiss Di- Alive 1. Excellent. Absolutely. Favorite Kiss album? Um, a non-makeup revenge. Yes. Kiss Alive. All right. Oh, he's All tipping right. his hand here with the draft. That's, that's the second <laughs> what do you think I'm doing, Tom? Um, I know. How many Kiss concerts have you ever been to? I think um, I saw two of the shows on the end of the road, and I think I added them up in my head. I'm about 17 or 18. My nice. first one was Animalized in 85. Come in. First was, oh, there she is. Hold on a second. I just have to say hi to my lovely wife. No, no, go right ahead. Say hi to Zeus and Tom. Oh, hi. Hi. They were watching me eat cereal. Well, because I'm not taking the sunshine and stuff like that. So. Oh, doesn't feel like studio. Okay. Do you guys do edits? Because you might have to. Uh, unless you want to hear Chris talk to his wife on your show, that's fine. Who too. cares, man? We'll t- we'll, we we edit. We could keep it in. We'll this get, is you know, all good stuff. A, a peek in the light. That's more important this. than you, your wife. Absolutely. All right. What was the last um, question that you said? Last question. You said eight. You said. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tom. Oh, you said. You've said you've seen him 18 times, which is perfect, because that's actually the exact number that I've seen him 18 times. When was your first one? Uh, Hot in the Shade, 1990. Okay, so I, I had Animalized in 85. How about okay. you, Zeus? Uh, I saw him at the reunion, me and Tommy. That was your that first was, one? That was yeah. my first one. Right on, right on. That's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and that, Yeah, you saw Tommy yesterday in his bootleg Hot in the Shade tour, right? Yeah, T-shirt. that's right. Because <laughs> I, I was too stupid. you hear was... that, Paul? Gene? <laughs> well, actually, no, no. When, I, when, that, that, when they say bootleg... It, just a quick sidebar, a- Amazon.com has an official Kiss shop, and that's where I got that from. So wow. It's, yeah, so it's not it's not a bootleg, but I was too stupid. I was 17 years old when I saw that concert, and I was too stupid to buy a T-shirt at the time. So, See, I had that design that you have on the Hot in the Shade tour. Yeah, Leon. It was much, it was much uh, more uh, detailed and more yeah. colors and stuff. So, yeah. And yeah. it's funny because, once again, I, I never met you guys before. And I did see you sitting in the crowd wearing that shirt. And I was like, oh, that's a bootleg hot in the shade. So I never even put two and two together yep. that it was you. So That's us. Yep. Right. Go, yeah. And I was the asshole with the Shout It Out Loud cat shirt right next to him. But I, right. never, I know I never noticed you at all, Zeus. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. That's all right. <laughs> Favorite kiss memory, buddy? Um, I'd say as a fan, probably uh, seeing Kiss the first time on the Animalized Tour and hearing them swear. And he did a bit too. And they, they, they don't. They don't have this on the on the uncensored uh, uh, animalized concert video, where he held up a doll of Michael Jackson, and he said, "You notice how this doll has no penis? It's anatomically correct." I get it. And uh, I remember, like, I remember he was bearing Duran Duran, and he was bearing Michael Jackson. So when I saw the animalized, I was like, "Well, I guess they left those two parts out." Yeah. So, wow. Uh, as as a person, probably when I, I I got to meet Paul because his son Colin at the time was a big wrestling fan and was a fan of mine. That's how we became friends. And I always had this dream fantasy all throughout my early career 
that someday Paul Stanley's kid would be a wrestling fan, and that's how I would get to meet him. And fucking 15 years later, that's basically what happened. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, just like us and you being a kid. <laughs> yeah, right. Way meeting you. Pretty much. Circle. Yeah. It's a circle. Exactly. That's, that's exactly it. Awesome. And uh, so that helps us with the uh, Murph questions. Let's move this thing along. We're going to get to like some Kiss news. And basically, the only thing they're doing right now is resting. And they got the Kiss Cruise coming up October 30th, I believe. And then there's Kiss Night in Vegas, which is a lot of the bands play. And they're playing a whole thing. I think they're doing the solo stuff, right, Tom? Yep. Um, it's yep. October 12th. And our friend, good friend Sonny Pooney is there from Grown Up Rock Podcast. He's turning 50. Um, and he's celebrating there with a bunch of them in Vegas. We couldn't make it out there. I think we're okay talking to Chris here. But uh, you want to wish our friend Sonny a happy birthday there, 50th birthday, Chris? I was listening to you guys the other day on the plane, and I was kind of drifting in and out as I'm kind of falling asleep. Thanks. And I kept hearing you guys, yeah. <laughs> I kept hearing you guys go, Sonny Pooney, Sonny Pooney. And I remember waking up, who the fuck is Sonny Pooney? <laughs> so, you know, happy birthday, Sonny Pooney. But uh, let me give you a little bit uh, of an extra kiss info for you. Oh, breaking uh, news. Did, have you guys heard about uh, about Cruise Fest 2019? I think so. Yes, yes, prior. Yep. Yes. It's yes. October 28th at the Airport yep. Hilton, Blue Lagoon, Miami, Florida, featuring yep. Bob Kulik, Ace Fraley, yep. Sebastian Bach, John Karabi, Lydia Chris, Return of the Comet. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. A little bit That's, extra, a little extra kiss. I was for waiting for you to say Fozzie or something. I, no, 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 no. We, 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 we don't do the pre-cruise. We just do the cruise. We did the cruise a couple you, of years I know. Ago. Nice. Of course, that's not the time we wanted to go to. We, that would have been sweet. Now, Lee, yeah. I'll leave that for a question later for you. Sure. Um, so now you have your cruise coming out, which is sold out. Yes. You want to tell sold us about out. it? Um, yeah, basically I came up with the idea when we did the Kiss Cruise and I was thinking, you know, I can really do this because I was really impressed with the camaraderie on the ship. Um, I was impressed with the amount of activity there was. There was so much stuff you could do on board that cruise. And I thought even if you're not a Kiss fan, you would have fun on this. So I thought, well, what am I known for? Music and wrestling. Why don't I do a rock and wrestling cruise? Uh, figure out a way to have matches at sea in the middle of the ocean. Put some rock and roll bands on there, some comedians, you know, live podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. And it took me about three years to, to get it up and running. But once I did, uh, we sold out last year right at the wire. And then we sold out this year with four months to go. Wow. Um, awesome. So, yeah, my idea is, is to make it a annual destination vacation the same way that the Kiss Cruise is for a whole community of fans who look forward to it uh, annually. Yeah, Excellent. your lineup awesome. is yeah, well, it's, it's one of those things. The first one that you do is always a little harder because people don't know what's, what it's going to be like. So the second one, I had a lot more uh, response and was able to get a few bigger names. Once again, I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars for a budget, but you can make some money and more importantly, have a great vacation where everything's taken care of. That's basically the, the financial benefit to doing this. So yeah, um, I think we had a lot of people last year who, who – uh, when the word got around how much fun it was, had a little bit of FOMO and basically went like, holy shit, like we want to be a part of this for, for next year. And that's what happened. Yeah. Awesome. Just cool. looking at the list of people you have on here and the bands, comedians, yeah. podcasts, uh, even have your dad's coming with you, right? 
Well, he's such a friendly guy that he was on the cruise last year, and like everyone's like, "How's your dad doing? Is your dad coming back?" And I was like, "Well, if you're that popular, I'm going to put you to work. Sign this contract <laughs> for five hundred bucks and go walk around the ship, you know, meet, meet, meeting and greeting people. That's your job." <laughs> can we call him the former Boston Bruin great? You sure can. That's oh. his, his first. Uh, his first NHL game was with the Boston Bruins. That's right. You know, Tom, I was giving him um, uh, talking to Chris back when the Bruins were in the final game yeah. seven, that is. And uh, I was like, come on, you got to be rooting for the Bruins. And you said something about, I think your dad was more games in St. Louis or something. And that's why you rooted for the Blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually looking at the stats right now. 1963-64, he played one game with the Boston Bruins. No goals, no assists. No penalty minutes. So, uh, but <laughs> but he just that, missed the Bobby Orr era. Well, having said that, he was 19 years old there. So, and then he went on to have a great career with the Kings and the Rangers and the yep. Blues. His final stats were 724 NHL games, 154 goals, 331 points, 657 penalty minutes. Nice, awesome. That go. is so. Yeah, awesome. very cool. Very That's cool. Awesome. So. Um, Tom, what else do we got going? Uh, Chris, anything else you want to talk about? What's going on with Fozzie, where you're at now? I mean, I know you finished up on a tour. Nowhere to Run is a big hit again. Now it's a new song. That's what, your yeah, fifth dude, top yeah. 30? Fifth consecutive top 25 now, actually. So oh. it's which is great. But yeah, man, we had a, a great tour. Uh, we did a show, a stadium show with Iron Maiden, which was huge. Oh. And so we built a, a tour around that. Um and just working on a new record, basically, as uh, awesome. and, and building this 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 song. So we got a lot of cool shit going on, which is very cool because it was a lot of work for us. But once you get that work and get the ball rolling, um, when you can get to that position where they're playing you on the radio, to where you get into the top thirty every time, then hopefully we'll get in the top twenty. Then you start getting the top ten, and that's that's where you start really building your band because it's something that. Guys like, like I'm assuming guys like yourself too, because we listen to older bands, but rock radio is still very important to building a group Mm -hmm. in this day and age. And I never realized it until we started getting played on rock radio and just how beneficial it was to the growth of our band. So real quick, real quick, piggybacking on, you said the growth of rock radio. So I'm a subscriber to to, uh, satellite radio, Sirius XM. Yeah. And talk very quickly, if you can, about the show that you do on Octane, where where the station that promotes the new rock, they play Fozzie a lot. They play a lot of these new up and coming hard rock bands that if it weren't for Octane, you probably wouldn't hear them too much, unfortunately. So talk a little bit about the show that you have on Octane. Yeah, uh, we have a great um, uh, uh, connection and great support from, from Octane and from the program director there. And he asked if I wanted to do a show and it's, Cool. I mean, they send me songs that they'd like me to play, and I throw in some songs that I want to play, and it gives uh, a real good mix of, of, of heavy metal tunes from the past, present, and from the now. And uh, it's the only place you're ever going to hear Halloween or Kick Axe or yes. Lizzie Borden yeah. or uh, any of those type of bands on uh, on uh, mainstream uh, satellite radio. Awesome. Lizzie, Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Holy Borden. Shit. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Great um, and then, so, uh, fact, I, I'm playing Hate. By Kiss this week because I wanted to play a Kiss song. I'm like, what's wow. the greatest Kiss song that no one is, ever hears? Well, it's funny. On there. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say it because Zeus is not a serious subscriber, and I am. And I took a picture of your show a couple weeks ago. You played Spit, and yes. it was the first time I've ever heard Spit on any <laughs> channel on anything. On I said, this is definitely Jericho's sweet spot right here. Playing <laughs> exactly, awesome. man. It's yeah. 
And then obviously the last thing before we get into everything, AEW, <coughs> you're their inaugural champion. Uh, yes. They just had their second show last night, was taped in Boston. We were there uh, following you guys kind of from the start. Obviously, I've been following your career from the start. Um, Want to tell us a little quick thing on AEW and your reign here and your new uh, group that was uh, announced uh, last night, baptized with a name last night. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, we uh, had, a, uh, you know, we've been working on this on this new company for a while. We had our debut last Wednesday and we're just starting to tell tell our stories and put together, put together everything. And um, yeah, you guys got a, got a, a chance to be a part of history to see kind of the second ever AEW uh, episode. And, um, you know, like I said, it, it's, it's really cool to kind of have it all happening and uh, all actually on TV after 10 months of, of, of working on it. And it's caused a lot of buzz. It's made wrestling and, and AEW uh, very cool once again. So yep, absolutely. Um, I'm really excited about it. Look forward to it. And I am uh, look forward to, to, to seeing where it goes and uh, entertaining everybody in a completely different way from what they're used to in, in the world of wrestling. Yeah, awesome. I'd be kicking myself if I didn't bring up you winning the night of the the night you won your championship in that nice viral video that just went out right, right, and yeah. then went huge. And we even had our guy, uh, Daryl Albert, who's a digital marketing at Pantheon podcast. I was like, I gave him the idea. It was my idea. I'm like, you got to take Paul Stanley's uh, banter from Colgin and put in little bit of the bubble <laughs> right in between there. And yeah, put it on. It? He did it. He did. We'll see. You gotta have that soundbite on cues. I've got to. I'll send it to you again. He he did an awesome job, and so how many people out there got to take a taste of the bubbly? That's exact. That's exactly what he did. Along the way, yeah, it was awesome. I always love that line. It's really hot outside, so you need something to cool you off. Nothing cools you off like a nice shot of tequila. That's how you can tell that Paul and Gene never drink. Exactly. Oh, he totally, totally. <laughs> He's talking about like vodka and orange juice. Vodka and orange juice. Screwdrivers. He's going to drink me. That's what they got to do. They got to do make mimosas, a little bit of the bubbly. And orange juice. There you go. That'll be our next one. Yeah. All right. All let's, right. Let's get so, into it. Let's Stop. get to business here. All right. Before we get started, let's take a little break. I'm going to put Chris in the walls of Jericho, and we'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. I did. So we're back at it, ass clowns. Let's get the draft going here. All right. All right. So we're doing a non-makeup kiss draft. Uh, everyone's got their list. Um, we're yes. talking about uh, albums, Lick It Up, Animalize, Asylum, Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits, Crazy Night, Hot in the Shade, Revenge, Carnival of Souls, and there's two songs from the uh, box set. Correct. Right? The yep. non-makeup songs. Uh, it's interesting. It's funny. I don't have uh, uh, "Hot in the Shade" on my list. Do you guys have it on yours? Did I forget to print something out? Uh oh. Yeah, you yeah. missed it. It's, it's on right. there, brother. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna Google "Hot in the Shade" and put those songs up right now. We'll be all Perfect. set. That's Perfect. right. You don't have to pick from that. It's one of our favorite albums. Uh, so, before we say that, what are your thoughts on the non-makeup era? We know that's kind of your favorite, but. Yeah, I mean, that's the uh, it's a great quote from Paul where he says that uh, it doesn't matter what floor of the Kiss elevator you get on as long as you get on. And uh, I mentioned it before, Kiss Animalized was my indoctrination to Kiss. I knew who they were and what they were, but I didn't know much about them. And when I saw the, the Heavens on Fire video, I was like, who is that guy? He's got his <laughs> hands on fire. They're just making out with chicks under pianos. They got, they're coming out of shower with chicks. He's jumping through a hoop of fire at the end. I was like, those, that's awesome. Who are those guys? And it's like, it's Kiss. And I said, Kiss? Isn't that the makeup thing? Oh, they don't have makeup anymore. It's like, fuck, I love this. So that's where I got into Kiss, and I really stuck with them. Uh, my favorite era. That's why I mentioned Bruce Kulick earlier. And I might have been one of the only people in the world that was a little bit disappointed when they made the announcement to put the makeup back on. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think to this day, I still think the tightest, most technically proficient lineup they ever had was the uh, was was the '80s lineup with Bruce 
and both Eric's because Eric yeah. Singer with Bruce is great too. So absolutely, um, yeah, I love uh, most of these things. If you would have said let's do a '70s draft, I would be into it. But the '80s one, I mean, that's why we're here right now in the middle of the that's afternoon right, yep. because I couldn't resist this one. So right. I'm excited right. about it, man. Well, so you got, the, you got the number one pick in this draft, uh, so go I for do. it. You, you got the do. number. We're, yeah. We're not going to fuck with you, brother. Nope. You're up. You, take it. Number one. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to take uh, what I feel is the best written song uh, of the '80s and one of the best choruses in rock and roll history. And I'm so happy they brought it back into the set. And I'm talking about "Heaven's on Fire" from Animal Eyes. All right. next oh really yes okay i'll take the next one you're you're gonna make this easy for me Uh, i you knew i was gonna go here tom i love this song i think it's a top five for me kiss song lyrics guitar solo uh vocals paul kills it It, this is just unbelievable it's it's just such a well done song of course Vinny's part of it a million to one oh wow that's a good one okay I would have chosen that for my for my team, just so yeah. you know. All right. So just for the record, uh, my number one pick is going to give away a lot because Gene is my guy. Revenge is my album. Um, I know everybody's uh, really in love with the 80s, as am I. But for me, my number one pick, it's got to be the best song off the best non-makeup album, Unholy, off of Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. 
again that would have been on my too and that's and let's not uh let's not uh, uh confuse this we're not talking 80s kiss right, we're talking right. non-makeup, non-makeup kiss. absolutely and, I, and that's why i was saying i was disappointed in the in the 90s when they decided to put the makeup on because i really obviously revenge is my favorite but i thought carnival souls had some great stuff on it i agree, uh, Paul, I agree. Paul, of course hates it but um so yeah both those songs would have been on my uh on my team. So okay. do you find it would you find it awkward though, be honest, when you see makeup kiss playing Heavens on Fire? Um, a little bit, but it's Paul's song. I think yeah. I think Heavens on Fire fits and Lick It Up fits. And if they decided to do Unholy, that would fit too, because that's a demon song of her. Yeah, name. exactly. Yeah. Um but other than that, I mean if they started doing I remember they did Tears of Falling a couple years ago and it yeah. didn't quite fit and hide your heart doesn't quite fit so yep. uh crazy nights works though they got that in the set so that's that's cool yep. too but you're up um, again brother i'm up again okay i am going to do huh i will put uh probably the epitome of 80s kiss to me oh. and more importantly the epitome of paul stanley when he was taking over the band Uh-oh. uh it's super catchy and when he played it on the 89 tour, I loved it. I got to go with Let's Put the X in Sex. Oh, Zeus loves that song. <laughs> oh, That's a I, steal. Trunk and the what's your top twenty kiss songs? They put let's put the XSX at number one just to fuck with him. He was so <laughs> insulted. I'm like, dude, it's one of the best songs. Like, That's terrible. I'm like, no, it's great. <laughs> He's doing the X for the you people. Put dude. The X in sex. Yep. That Paul's is like, yeah. The cliche and the innuendo, sex innuendo. That is Paul at his peak. But it makes mean, sense. It's and, clever. And, and when you're looking at that era and that decade with David Lee Roth doing all of his stuff and White Snake, you yep. know, they were all talking about sex constantly. Yep. Bon Jovi, the videos were filled with chicks. 
that is to me the best 80s sex song and it's super catchy why is it super catchy because once again it's a desmond child tune Absolutely. you can't fucking beat a desmond child tune yep heavens awesome. on fire is also have a, a desmond child tune so i just think that that like we were talking about, if, if you want the the excess of that of that decade talking about kiss with no makeup that's the epitome for me Absolutely. I'm going to go with another one of his. I think when we do lyrics and crazy lyrics, Tom, you know, I always take this. Take it off. Oh, <laughs> damn it. I, the, I don't even know where to go. Which line is in the song is even better, is the best. It's just so over the top awesome. I like say awesomely that. cheesy. I say it's I mean, the best dude, stripper song they have. I think, uh, well, my mind is getting dirty just around 1130. <laughs> uh-huh. That about says it all right there. I, I, say, I say that that may be the peak of Paul's lyrical genius right there. Verse after <laughs> verse, line after line. He just nails it. All right. Yeah. Put a little oil and your blood begins to boil, Tom. Go ahead. Ah, exactly. ah. All right. This is see now this is gonna be difficult for me because I gotta remember this is a draft, so I don't want to take this song too high because I don't know if you guys are gonna take it, but all right. So I'm gonna go with all right, I'm gonna go with my favorite song off of Lick It Up. A lot of people may not agree, but I'm sorry. I love it. Gene and Eric carry the song Young and Wasted. Oh, nice.
great on the on the Animalize tour. This holds up well. Yeah, yeah. because Eric is singing. Because Eric, yeah. Eric's right. Eric's singing it. Eric does a great job. Yeah, but the he album, does, yeah. the album version, I love it. Love it. The album version is Gene singing, though, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, you're up, buddy. Oh, well, um, like you said, I mean, uh, Gene does not have a lot of great tunes on. Uh, Oh, actually, holy smokes! Asylum isn't on here either. Let me grab the asylum. Oh no, songs. you're missing you're missing the stuff on I the must right have the on, page. The, on when you okay. printed it out. So oh, that's right. Yeah, because Asylum and Hot in the Shade are in the same column. That's right. Cool. And oh, so is the miscellaneous too. Yeah, but what's, what's on the miscellaneous? Time Traveler the and Ain't That Peculiar. Okay, well, neither one of those are going to make it. They're not good. They're not good. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, wow. It's one of my favorite Kiss songs. It was never actually a single. It's another Paul Stanley, uh, Desmond. I'm going to go Who Wants to Be Lonely from uh, Asylum. Seen time with the cruise, you've seen the, the, the Bruce Kulick set with uh with Todd Kearns and Brent Fitz, those guys. I've seen some clips of it on YouTube, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, they played Who Wants to Be yep. Lonely last year. It was awesome, man. Very Kearns cool. is such a great singer for that. Yep. Yep. Which is one of my pet peeves about the end of the road tour, Chris, and that is why the fuck do they have a fucking painter opening up their show and they don't say to Bruce, why don't you bring that band? Play those deep cuts that Kiss fans love that we're not going to touch, and Kiss fans would walk away home super excited. And, yeah. dude, and you know what pisses me off about that even more so is what is what, I mean? What is one of the things that Kiss is known for? Same as Iron Maiden, picking opening bands that become huge. Absolutely, I mean, they've like, always Kiss, done. That. Kiss was one of like fuck from Cheap Trick to Bon Jovi to Motley Crue to fucking. You know, yep. you name it, whoever, there's millions of them. Yeah. And uh, I just, the painter thing, I mean, that's total Paul. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Happens. That's what happens when you get too big for your own britches where nobody comes up to you and says, no. Thank yeah. you. No, it's a bad <laughs> idea. Nobody wants to see it. And it's like, well, who would you put in there? Fozzie. Well, A, that wouldn't be too bad. It'd be a good mix. But if you want to go a little bigger, fucking Greta Van Fleet. Absolutely. Or Wolf or Hailstorm yep. or Fozzie or a band that has that rock and roll feel that would keep people excited uh, and get people warmed up. I don't get it. But I think, Chris, I think you hit the nail on the head real quick, and we'll get right back into the draft. You said nobody, there's nobody around. We've talked about this many times on previous episodes. There's nobody around to tell Paul no. Right. Which I think, which is why he's producing his own albums. Yes. Because he doesn't, because he doesn't want anybody telling him no, which is why, in my opinion, 
these albums are mediocre at best because Agreed. he doesn't have it because he doesn't have anybody telling him no. I agree. I agree a yep. thousand percent. It's the same reason why all the new Maiden records, while they have uh, uh, germs of great riffs and, and germs of great songs, they're too fucking long because they don't <laughs> yep. have a producer saying, edit out three minutes of this and yep. your 13 minute song will be an even better 10 minute song. And it's still long, which is what you yeah. want. But exactly. that's what happens. So Yeah. And right. I think what Since ends up, up happening oh, is Gene is, I think Paul lets Gene get a dude. You go ahead, do your fucking marketing shit. I won't bother you. But when it comes to the band and the music yeah. and what we're doing, that's my shit. I don't want to hear crap from you. And that all started during this time frame in, in the 80s when Gene was gone and Paul was there. So, yeah. Yep. What yeah. do you got all next, Zeus? Right. All right, Zeus, right, you're so up. Number three for me. Um, I am cool. I am the breeze. breaking loose all right i still love that as a line i am the breeze (laughs) (laughs) what be this and what be that why you gotta look like that yeah that was a little that was a little racist i don't know about you what the (laughs) fuck is that all right i'm gonna dip my toes into uh hot in the shade here first i'm gonna go with my uh my first paul song silver spoon oh that's a good one
I would have taken that one at some point. Motherfucker. Paul's terrific on that song. That's that a al- great song. That, that album gets song. that album gets we talk about this again all day. Album gets so much unnecessary hatred, and I don't know why. I mean, I know there's some I, filler on there, but Yeah. I think it, I think it's one of those records if you would have uh, pared it down to twelve songs yeah, instead of absolutely. fifteen, yep. it would have aged much better because there's a lot of filler on it. Yeah. But the great songs are still great. Yep. Yeah. And the all production's right. terrible. You're up. Yeah. Uh you're up, Chris. Oh, okay. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, I'm going to save, like you said, it's a draft, so I can't, I got to be smart with my picks. Take some the good ones. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with, um, I'll go with turn on the night. Nice. It's definitely, I'm, I'm going more for the hits, but I'm trying to think if I was going to put out an album of these songs, yep. which one has the best chance of selling. So yeah, I'll turn it out. It should have been a lot bigger than it was, uh, which it wasn't big at all. It's got a really fun video to it. It's uh, another one of those songs that when Kearns and, and Bruce Kulik played it uh, last yep. year, it just, it just kills. Yeah. Yeah. So me, I'm going to go, I'm going to piss Tom off. I'm going to go back to hot in the shade. Oh. I'm going to go. You love me to hate you. Uh, Ooh, ass. Wow. I was that, see, I was going to take that before silver spoon, but no, I didn't get there. I knew right. you liked that song, Paul. That's Paul at his highest pitch. Oh, it's so high! Yeah, another another Desmond Child song too. Yep. Great song. Yeah. All uh, right, Tom. 
Let's see. I am up. So I am going to go back to uh, no, I'm going to save that because I don't think anybody's going to grab that. I'm going to I'm going to jump into Asylum and I am going to take Tears Are Fallen. All right. It's not a bad one. Going to stick with the hits for a little bit. Yeah. That's a Desmond song, but that's actually Paul by himself. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. Great riff. Yep. Chris, back to you. All right. I'm just uh, keeping track here. Tears are falling. You got to cross that out. Yep. Um, I'm going to pick a Gene tune here because he does have some good songs from the 80s. I used to really bag on him for that era, but <laughs> I'm kind of understanding it a little bit more. I'll go with the classic uh, live jam that they did for many years in the 80s, Fits Like a Glove. Oh, excellent. <laughs>
couldn't I couldn't believe when I saw them on the Hot in the Shade tour that they played yeah. that. that was in the set list. And they kept that in the set for the whole eighties, pretty much, which yep. is crazy. Yep. I think that's why. I think it's because most of Gene's stuff at that time frame sucked, and Fits Like a Glove worked. So <laughs> if we wanted to have something from the eighties. Let's true. do Fits Like a Glove again. It's true. Now, can you hit that butter note there, Chris? Uh, but uh, <laughs> something like that. Excellent. Yeah, oh, perfect. Go. Perfect. He, he needs to put that in a high voice when he wants to. That yeah. Time, yeah. Know? I think Fozzie needs to put that in their set list now. Oh, dude. I love that uh, Kiss Analyze tour when they play that. And they've got each guy gets a little solo, and Paul's just dancing over the place. It's super fucking fast the way they play it. Absolutely. Yeah. So. My number uh, five. I'm gonna switch this around, and I've got a, I've got a body built for sin and an appetite for passion. Oh, oh. dude! I got a body built for sin and an appetite for passion. There's some great, great Paul lyrics there with Vinny, I believe. Yeah, that's another Vinny song. And it's funny how I mentioned to you that Revenge is my favorite Kiss studio record. I haven't taken one song from it yet. Nope. <laughs> Did you think we were going to leave well, it so, alone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm next, and, and uh, Chris is making me nervous here. So I, I have to jump on this song because this song may actually be better then unholy and i think it's a tremendous riff and eric and bruce just drive this song along thou shalt not oh good one Kindly reconsider the sins of your past now, say. 
a good I've, one too, man. I've I've always loved the way that they just push that song along during those during those uh, verses. Awesome. Great lyrics, yep. great groove to it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome solo. Yeah, oh, he's got the little Hall of the Mountain King. Yes, that's what that's what Bruce was was oh, really God. coming into his own there. His his work on that record uh, is amazing. Absolutely. Chris, I, what, I better jump in the revenge pool before they're all gone. So I'm, before I'm left with every time up. I look at you or something, oh, I'm, I'm going to go with Heart of Chrome. Nice. Vinny and Paul, uh, killer, killer tune. And uh, had that album had a little bit more legs, they probably could have released that as a single, I feel. Yep. I literally had that as my next song. Did you? Really? I'm glad I took it when I did. Yeah, yep. you, I would have stole that. Uh, I'm going to go with, because I think I don't really have any Gene songs here. So okay. I've got to give him some love. I'm going to go with a very demon-like song from Lick It Up, Not For The Innocent. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Excellent.
was, yep. I would eventually have taken that one too. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Tomas. Back to me. All right. I'm going to bring it back to, uh, I'm going to bring it back to uh, hot in the shade. I, I, I love this album. I'm going to take another Paul hit. Well, should have been a hit. I'm going to go with King of Hearts. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yep. That's another of my favorite tunes on that record. Love it. Absolutely. Yep. We love that song. to me huh um i'm gonna go with uh, uh the first choice from carnival of souls Ooh. uh the most kiss-like song to me is uh, master and slave Remain unsaid. I 
See, I'm a I'm a fan of Carnival of Souls. I, I know it takes a beating, but I like it. I like that song. I like when it goes. Life isn't what it seems. Yeah. Wake up and start to. Ah! <laughs> yep. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, All right, Zeus. Continue. Right, so I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a hit and and sell out. I'm taking. Uh, lick it up. You know oh. why they repeat the chorus? I always tell them this. You know why they repeat the chorus a thousand times in a song? Because right. it's fucking awesome. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Fucking song, awesome. That, that, that riff not, and that, that chorus. That is Paul not good... just knows. There's something about him. He just knows how to, you know, bores, bores to the chorus. He just knows that hook and that chorus. And oh, you might what? say whatever about Kiss, but then you hear that song and you're like, fuck, that stays in your head. That it's brilliant. Again, dude. That's, a, that's a Paul and, uh, and Zinni Vincent one right there. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm bringing I'm bringing up crazy nights. I'm going to take a Gene deep cut. Ooh. Hell or high water. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I would have grabbed that one. I've uh, I've all, I've always liked that song. I like the chorus. I don't know. I, I think I think the Gene songs on Crazy Nights I think get a bad rap. They yep. do. I don't, I don't tell you what the Gene songs on Asylum do as well. People just don't give them any yep. credit, but they're all pretty strong tunes. Yeah, yeah. All right, Chris, we're back at you, buddy. Wow. Um, I like I said, I'm gonna go with. This. It, it just got in my uh, it got in my mind from this week because I played it on my on my serious show. I'm gonna go with with, with Hate 
from Carnival oh, Souls. See, I, I like uh, that too. I like that too. I, I liked how they opened Carnival with another heavy Gene song. I thought yes. that was kind of cool. Like I, revenge. I appreciated that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right, so I am going to take a look here, and I'm now down to hmm. This is this is this is round number eight. Yes, um, I think I'm going to go a little bit of a deep cut, okay, and and get a little dirty and go with dance all over your face. Wow. dance all over your face well it's a, it, <laughs> i don't know let's let's, yeah. let's take a wild guess i don't know if there's any sexual innuendos in that you know no. at least it's like saying i'm not gonna like face fuck you all over your face or something <laughs> fucking jizz all over you yeah. all right <laughs> oh done. i get it that's gene's code word for jizz i'm gonna dance <laughs> on you all right. i'm gonna dance with you baby all right uh you're up tom all right me um I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go to Animalize. Uh, G- another Gene song for me. I'm sorry. I got to go with it. I know the lyrics take a beating, but I love the riff. Uh, I think it's a killer riff. Uh, burn, bitch, burn. Uh.
right. We, I don't think we used to laugh at that because of how bad, you know, I want to take my log into your fireplace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what, that's actually, it's a pretty cool tune. It really and I is. Have, I yep. have some secret info that I think uh, the Kulik band might be playing that or at least a part of it on the cruise this year. No nice. way. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Chris, you're up, buddy. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, another super killer uh, Paul opening tune. And another, of course, no surprise, Desmond Child song, but Bruce is involved in this one too. King of the Mountain from uh, oh. from Asylum. thing i like about that song is eric's drums well the uh the rumor is that he was just messing around and warming up yep at the beginning and they liked it so much they kept it same thing with heavens on fire heavens on fire yeah vocal warm-up but that's right i I think the middle section of king of the mountain is like something from like a early 70s rush song or something it's a little bit prog rock i've always liked that i think once again you can't go wrong with any vocal that paul had from that time frame just at the peak of his powers absolutely yeah, Juice my favorite right, part of that song is when uh, it ends. <laughs> the song sucks. And the fact you said it reminds you of Rush makes me 100% sure that's why I don't listen to Rush. See, we're, we're just getting to know each other, so I don't want to say anything, but Dance Liver's face is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Chris, like, feel- I, I, don't even, I don't know if we can even hang out anymore. <laughs> the only reason I didn't hang up is because Tom's on the line. I don't want to be rude. Uh, Chris, <laughs> I love You'll find out we have such different opinions on all this stuff. <laughs> but that's what makes it good. Plus, there's no holes, there's no holes bod for shit on other that's people's right. opinions. That's right. You do. That's, that's right. right. Go ahead, buddy. Um, so, so you took uh, King of the Mountain. Yep. Um, yes. So I've got – I'm taking too many paws, so I want to switch it up. Oh, I got a great one for me. Uh, a Gene Deep Cut. Good girl gone bad. Oh, oh see, that, see, that's a good. That's another good Gene song off a of crazy. The Nights. music on that is awesome. Just yes, you know that was actually uh, under brief consideration to be a single on that record. Really? They went, yeah, they went with Turn on the Night instead. Well, that should be too. But which is the better choice? But that that yeah. was the first time uh, because, as you guys know, there was ten years between "I Love It Loud" as a single yep. and "Unholy" as a single. Yeah. Yep. 10 years in between where Gene had no singles and no video. So that was the closest he got until, until unholy a few years later. Yeah, that's a good one.
Speaking of Gene, um, man, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm picking something else off of uh, Asylum here. I'm going to go Secretly Cruel. good song though uh, i like i said i said earlier today somebody was talking about asylum i said the problem with asylum it's an extremely uneven album because i think the good songs are really good and i think the bad songs are really bad yeah you know that's kind of the kind of the the uh pattern for kiss records in the 80s though isn't it so yeah i, yeah, I would agree all right back to you chris uh, well, once again, I'm assuming you guys probably have something against this against the song since you've been taking a lot of jeans and not this one. Uh, I love it from Revenge Domino. Let me tell you my story. I got a man-sized predicament, and it's a big one. Goes like this, yeah. That was all, that was next on my. I had that check marked as my next pick. Gotcha. Damn it! It's yeah, such a pick. simple riff. It's great, and once again, it's, it's another of these uh, strange Gene songs where he just 
pulls his pants down and just bangs chicks at random <laughs> when she when, it's not when that chick bends over or when, when that, she bends over when that bitch bends <laughs> over really yeah i know Did you really have to go there uh, absolutely yeah you, yeah you didn't need to do that when yeah. he's driving around drinking milkshakes picking up well, underage <laughs> girls the, the video <laughs> once again it's it's the it's the third in the triumphant of Gene wanted to bang underage chicks. Yeah. Started with going blind. You're 16. Yeah. I'm 93. Goes into Christine 16. And this one, Domino isn't even young enough to vote. How <laughs> old do you have to be to vote? 18? So she's not even 18. And now he's even older. Now Gene, you know, in 1992, what was he, like 55 or something? That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense. All right, Zeus. So Domino was Chris. Let me take it off. Um... I'm going to wrap up because this is my favorite album, Chris, and this is why I got it. So if you thought Dance All Over Your Face is bad, I'm taking End on the Eighth Day. Oh, see, wow. That really got heat with me now. Yeah. See, I, uh, see, I, I like that. I love, I'm, on your, I'm on your album. side. I'm on wow. your side there, but I can't believe you just drafted that. But, I mean, but I, I like it. Back to me. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go back to uh, Hot in the Shade, and it, it, it's still it's still there. But I'm, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take Hide Your Heart. Tune. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that that should be taken. You know, if yep. 
if one of us didn't take that one, it'd be because we're being too pretentious. Because that is a great song. It's a great song. Yeah. I think it's. I think it was uh, Paul's attempt at a uh, like a living on a prayer with the storyteller with Tito, King of the Streets, and all that kind of shit. <laughs> once again, right, right there with, right there with yep. him was Desmond Child. So yeah, you know, yeah. Des yep. worked once for Des. That's right. Um, is it my turn? It is. I'm going to go with uh, possibly the highest vocal ever recorded <laughs> by Paul Stanley on the Kiss record. It Don't takes tell. a lot of flack because it's got so much keyboards on it. If they would have put heavy guitars in place, it'd be a Kiss classic. I'm going with My Way from Crazy yes. Nights. I love the fact that you took that song. I love that song. And have every, you ever heard? Have you ever heard the isolated vocal on YouTube? I have not. No. Oh, dude, it's so great. I'll, uh, I'll look it up for you here. But yeah, so yeah, it's 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 such a high song. Oh, I love uh, that and, song. And, and once again, it's got the great Paul Stanley lyrics of just believe in yourself. And oh yeah. Just do what you can to you know to yep. to, to survive and all. You that can do it, Water Boy. As I say, yeah. <laughs> that's what exactly. it is. Um, all right, Zeus, yeah. go ahead. So you are showing it's funny because picking shit like my way, I'm like, oh my god. But then again, he takes let's put the X in sex right up top. So it's like it, you're right in between us. It's not that bad, Chris. You're right in the middle. Um, so I've got to take, I think I've taken everything from look it up that I can. Um, so I gotta spread my wings here. I, I gotta go somewhere else. Um uh I'm gonna go out go out on a limb and take another deep cut gene song. Oh no. I'm gonna take Love's a slap in the face.
Oh my so, goodness. See, so I think that's Jericho's way of saying, dude, that song fucking blows. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, Zeus. Once again, this is, this is why being a Kiss fan is so cool. I've never met anybody that loves 80s uh, Gene songs as much as you. I mean, that's. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I like that too. Gene yeah. there, for sure. Yeah. No, we did a uh, wish. I think it was um, no overrated, underrated things about Kiss episode. Yeah. And I put Gene's '80s songs are very underrated because he gets shit on. I think there's some. He's got a lot of shit songs, and that's the problem. Yeah. But in there, there's some really good songs. I like. Them. All right, I'm next. So, you're and up. Zeus, and there is there is something good left on Wicked Up that you did not take. You know what? You're right. 
Whisper my name. Exciter. Uh, I love it. That's such a, <laughs> what, what an awesome album opener. Oh, Exciter. Take it. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, we got a great new guitarist. He's the fucking hottest guitarist around. By the way, Rick Derringer, you want to play the fucking lead on this? <laughs> yeah, I know. What the <laughs> hell was that? That's the shit that they would do, Chris. That bugs the fuck out of me. They should have just stopped. You're in the band. You're the one playing on this ba- on this I know, album. A lot, a lot of it's bands. all about the album for those guys, though, man. It's not about uh, personal glory. Um, Chris, I think this is your last pick, buddy. It is. I'm just going to want you to just hear a little bit of this. Okay. But if you take it like stone, stand on your own, you can make the great in time. I'm never going to run. I'm never going to tell my devil now. But after it's all said and done, I won't be wondering why. I know that under the sun, I am the one. I mean, that's amazing, huh? Dude, I love it. I love it. That, that is so killer. See? Oh, I can't believe Jericho likes my way. Dude, that is Dude, so good. not like that as a singer? Like, take the keyboards out. That right, vocal right. performance there. Awesome. You can find it on YouTube. Just go my way, vocals God. only, kiss. It's, it's awesome. fucking amazing. So, um, I'm going to clo- close out with... Uh, a song that, once again, you have to take it. Uh, it's their biggest hit of this time frame. And once again, one of the most well-written songs that they ever did. Not with Desmond Child, though. This one was Paul and Michael Bolton. I'm talking about Forever. That's it's a great song. I gotta tell you what I'm feeling inside. I can lie to myself, but it's true. There's no denying when I look in your eyes Girl, I'm out of my head over you I live so long believing all of this crime But everything about you is telling me this time is forever This time I know it, there's no doubt in my mind Forever I'm 
great, great tune. I think one of my favorite parts of that song is is Bruce's acoustic solo. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. I was. I asked Bruce that uh, when he was on Talk as Jericho a couple. He's been on a couple times, but I said, "What was the inspiration for that solo?" And he said he came in and played an electric solo. And Paul said, "No, I want something more like Led Zeppelin, like Over the Hills and Far Away, or something yeah. like that." And that's what he came up with. It's just a brilliant solo. Yeah, it's perfect. Excellent, excellent song. Yep. All right. I'm going to take a burner. And what Tom says he doesn't like is Fast Kiss. Right. I, I like some Fast Kiss. Fast Under Kiss the gun. sucks. Oh, song? Under the Gun. Oh, that's a good one. I was hoping you wouldn't pick Boomerang. No, <laughs> that's like fucking that's, one of the songs I've made. But I don't think anybody's got a gun to my head to pick fucking Boomerang. Uh, <laughs> Under the gun, Under the gun is a great tune, and it's another song they played on the uh, Hot in the Shade tour. That's right. Oh, yep. that's right. That's right. And he, that's when he was driving, hitting the highway, doing sixty nine. <laughs> that, that's the only good thing. That's the only good thing about that shit song. But that's okay. <laughs> All ahead. right. All right. So my last pick. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay with Animal Eyes, and uh, I'm gonna go with Thrills in the Night. Uh, another good That's tune.
what's going to be my last my last they did a, a concert video for that they yeah. did yeah they actually did uh, a concept video for it where they were all business vans and the chick was a secretary at their office and they all had like their hair and ponytails and they were wearing like suits and stuff but uh yeah it was a huge i guess it just sucked and they're like now let's just do a concert one instead wow yeah. Yeah. See the stuff that's that you learn here from uh, Jericho being on your show. I love it. I love it. We're taking all this info in deep cuts, <laughs> learning some info. So that's our our picks. I will put them out on social media. Wrap well, I think up. we should we'll go see. through and read out our albums. So well, I was going to go uh, each individual one. Do you know what your picks are? Do you have them written yeah. down? All right. Yeah, so, what's your I'll, album, Chris? Go ahead. Read read off your album. I was just trying to find if, if I could find any stills from the original Thrills in the Night. Uh, oh, God. But there, there isn't any. But I know there is some. They look like losers, like just total uh, like businessman type thing. But okay, so Herbs. my uh, album in no particular order of choice was uh, Heaven's on Fire, Fits Like a Glove, Let's Put the X in Sex, Domino, Master and Slave, My Way, uh, Forever, Who Wants to Be Lonely, King of the Mountain, Turn on the Night, Heart of Chrome, and Hate is what I am. <laughs> that's a great pick. I like it. I like that. I already like it. I, I, I already and like that, it. That's also, and that, that's made up of, let's see, there's one, two, three Gene songs and nine Paul songs, which for my tastes of that time frame is pretty close to, to yeah. how I feel. That sounds about right. Yep. How about you? Uh, Zeus, what do you got, buddy? I got a million to one. Take it off. All hell's breaking loose. You love me to hate you. I just want to. Not for the innocent. Lick it up. Dance all over your face. Chris's favorite. Good girl <laughs> gone bad. And on the eighth day, loves a slap in the face and under the gun. That means I have five uh, Gene songs in uh, seven uh, Paul. Okay. Not bad. All right, I got Unholy, Young and Wasted, Silver Spoon, Tears of Fallen, Thou Shall Not, King of Hearts, Hell or High Water, Burn, Bitch, Burn, Secretly Cruel, Hide Your Heart, Exciter, and Thief in the Night. So I got. You might have more Gene songs. I do. I got a one, two, three, four, six. five, six. I got six Gene, which sounds oh. about right for me. Gene's my guy. There you go. That's Makes sense. Yep. Great collection. Are you going to make playlists of those, Zeus? I can. I yep. will certainly do that. I'll put them up and uh, see who uh, we do a poll and see who get uh, whose album is better. I don't wow. think mine's going to win. I took I took a lot of deep cuts there. Um, so it's time is running out. We had some questions for you, Chris. Before we let you go, go ahead, real, Tom. Real quick, yeah, real quick, Chris. I know I know time is of the essence here. So this is a topic that Zeus and I talk about all the time. We talk about it on social media and we talk about it uh, on, on, uh, on our show as well. Um, I'm going to bring up Eddie trunk real quick. Okay. Because Eddie trunk beats the drum consistently about bands performing with tracks, real rock, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and, and he will specifically bring up Paul, especially when the end of the road tour started. So if you can briefly touch generally, what your take is on, you know, you know, all real, all live, no tracks, which whatever. So generally that and then Paul's vocals specifically. Talk if, if you can about that real quick. Um, well, I mean, it's one of those things as, as singers get older, sometimes you lose a little bit of range in your voice, especially when you're talking about like 
the reason why the kiss doesn't do a lot of 80s songs is because paul's range just isn't the same and like we just heard with my way these fucking melody lines are so high it's the same reason why ozzy doesn't do a lot of the sabbath songs anymore it's just too much for for your voice at that point so right, right. um i'd rather hear paul sound good than sound like he's hurting himself i think there's some tracks in the background but 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 uh uh newsflash I'd say 90% of the bands use tracks in the background. It doesn't mean he's lip syncing or not singing. It just means there's some fortifying there. And if you don't believe me, go to a Def Leppard show. There's no way four guys, and they all sing, and they all sing great. But you can't replicate those Mutt Lang 85 harmonies and vocals just like a step inside, walk this way, you and me, babe. Hey, hey, there's probably, I'd say, 20 voices on that. So... It sweetens the pot, and I think there might be a little bit of blending in there, meaning if Paul's having a rough night, they might turn him up a bit, or they might let Gene and Eric handle the heavy lifting. Yep. Bottom line is, same as Ozzy. If you go to a Kiss show or an Ozzy show to hear picture-perfect vocals, don't. You go there for the vibe, for the entertainment, for the production. If you want to see somebody stand there and sing perfectly like they're on the record, go watch fucking Adele. If you want to go to a rock and roll show and have a great time, go see Kiss. Perfect. 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 Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So I'm going to jump on that, though. The other thing that we I call him Stuart from Beavis and Butthead. Uh, the other <laughs> thing that he likes. <laughs> hey, I love Eddie, too. He's a good friend of mine. I have this debate with him all the time. Okay. He feels that way, and that's just how it is. So. But yep. you don't. It's, it's fucking. It's personal. Because anytime he brings it up, it's all because him and Paul and Gene kind of yeah, don't exactly. get along. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And so there's 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 a fun thing on on Facebook, which is Kiss fa- Face Group groups, and they're uh, fucking toxic as hell. Oh, and awful. as much as they love the Kiss the band, they love the shit. I mean, I've heard you say before, and I quote all the time: Star Wars, wrestling, and Kiss fans, fanatics, but love to bitch about yeah, shit. That's right. And, they hate uh, everything, but they'll still show up to every show and buy every piece of merchandise. They just won't like any of it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So one of the thing is, they, there was I saw our Facebook group. They called them. I only want to hear about original Kiss, not this diet Kiss band that's out there now. So this, apparently, Kiss is not real Kiss. It's diet Kiss, along oh. with like you know ACDC is probably diet Kiss, and okay. all these other bands are not Stones, Rolling Stones aren't real. And yeah, Metallica is not real. And- yep. Yeah, Your thoughts yeah. on that, like the Tommy, the Ace controversy? It's ridiculous. Um, it's how it is. It's, uh, you know, a band that's been together since 1973 that's had all the same members. There's one of them, and it's called ZZ Top. Other than that, every band has changes. Every band has guys coming in and out. Uh, a band like Aerosmith actually basically broke up for a few years. Mm-hmm. Kiss never did. The two yep. components of Kiss never left. Even when Joe Perry left Aerosmith, Gene never left Kiss. Mick okay. Jagger and, 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 and Keith Richards have always been in Kiss, uh, Stones. It's the Stones. Lars mm-hmm. and James have always been in Metallica. It's Metallica. Kiss with Paul and Gene, they're better now than they've ever been. Uh, if Ace was in the band now and Peter was in the band now, they wouldn't sound like they do because those guys don't play with that type of fire and they don't. They couldn't uh, stick to that road schedule. I don't Absolutely. know if anyone's complaining still about Guns N' Roses not being the real Guns N' Roses. If you do, shut your fucking mouth and just go to the show. ACDC with Axl Rose was the best, one of the best concerts I've ever seen. If yeah. the band is hot, if the band is tight, if the band rehearses and the band gets players in there who are just as good or better than the originals, then just shut up and enjoy it. If you don't want to go, don't go. 
but I don't think there's been a Kiss show yet that didn't sell out. And I've seen Ace Frehley play recently. You can tell he doesn't practice. He oh, doesn't. Abs- absolutely. It's just yep. the way it is. Yep. So why would you want to have a guy who's not as technically good, who's going to have some attitude, cause problems, have temper tantrums? Nobody wants to deal with that anymore. It's the same reason why Sebastian's not in Skid Row. It's just they just don't want to deal with it anymore. So that's my answer. Perfect. Yeah. But to Perfect. me, Sebastian Bach is is way different in Skid Row than Ace Frehley is to Agreed. Kiss. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's yeah. why it makes a difference of people the, buying the, a ticket. The, like, the, two, the two main guys and the two drivers of the band, and every band has two guys that are kind of the, 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 the brain, the, the wonder kind, the brain trust. And if they're not, it's like Megadeth where it's Mustaine and the revolving cast. But Gene and Paul are Kiss, have always been Kiss, always will be Kiss, and kept Kiss rolling when those other guys dropped out from the start, even when those yep. guys were still in the band. That's why you had Bob Kulik playing and Anton Fig playing and yeah. you know, all those guys. Because, it, okay, if Ace is going to play a card game instead of doing a solo, uh, <laughs> okay. Hey, Bob, you want to come play some guitar? Like, what are you going to do, right? Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. And, you know, it, what I, I love is, like, your perspective is real. It's like I feel like Paul and Gene have earned the right to go on their last tour without being like, is he going to fucking show up on time? Is he going to remember this? Do I need somebody to help him on this guitar part because he can't keep up with it? Like, they've earned the fact. And the fact is Tommy and Eric are professionals. When me and Tommy saw it, that's the thing that stood out for us. When we saw him in the end of the road tour, two of the concerts, this, like, those guys are fucking awesome. They carry the show. They've given us extra years of kiss to enjoy because how well they've played and kept Paul and Gene fresh by being so good. Oh, yeah. Eric and Tommy are the reason that they're still touring. And I think the thing, and I've heard this, I've heard people on social media and other friends, Tommy Thayer is blowing people away with his performance on the show, uh, on, on live. His solos, I mean, let, let Me Go Rock and Roll is a song I'm not a huge fan of. Tommy Thayer's solo just burns on that and and he's and him and eric are, are propelling that band the, forward the way they are they could never be doing that with with ace let alone peter tommy thayer is a great great player only problem with him is that he wears ace's makeup uh but you know what i always go back to this i took my son and his friend to to the show uh back in 2015 and um they loved 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 the spaceman didn't know yeah. who Ace Fraley is, but they know who the Space Band is. Their version, their floor that they got on the Kiss Elevator was the Tommy Thayer lineup. And that's the Space Band to them. Just like to me, it's why I still love Bruce Kulick so much. That was the guitar player in Kiss when I became obsessed with Kiss. So I think all of those guys are relevant. They all mean something. But if you're going to still have your head up your ass and go, with no way, Sperling, no kiss. You are a stupid fucking dude, man, because it's not <laughs> what it's all about. There it is. That's awesome. Perfect way to all end. All right. And perfect perfect note, way yeah. to go. Yeah. So last thing I want to say is uh, for us, we always tell people that they can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. You can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're on the Pantheon Podcast Network. You can find some of our merch on Click T Shop. Chris is wearing one of Ed's T shirts from Click T Shop. Uh, that's K L I C K T E E S H O P dot com. Uh, Ed does an awesome job, and he's got some exclusive Eric Carr T shirts out right now with the Eric Carr's family that he's got licensed. And uh, take a look at them; they're awesome. Um, 
And if you want, give us a review on one um, on any of those channels like uh, iTunes or Podchaser. Um, and uh, we always enjoy those five star child reviews. And finally, email us at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Chris, anything you want to tell us about anybody before we let you go? Your stuff? Uh, this has been one of the greatest nights of my life uh, talking <laughs> to you guys. And uh, oh, really of course. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And like I said, Next time I'm through Boston, we'll get together and drink some vodka and come up with some other wacky uh, topic to uh, to discuss. Absolutely. At, uh, at so uh, I'll see you guys soon. Thank you so much. And uh, once again, uh, on the eighth day and dance to your face are fucking rotten. Yes. 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 So do you have any uh, last uh, famous last words? No, I, I, oh, I do. Yeah. Hold on. I got a you got my heart and a hangman's noose. Pull the rope. And make it tight. Love's like a chain holding you to me. You're the lock, baby. I'm the key. Nice. And for I think this is one of Chris's favorites. Everybody knew you used me, but I was just too blind to see. You taped our sexy conversations and you sold them to the BBC. Oh God, that is Paul bitching at his finest. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for uh, out there. Much appreciated to Chris Jericho, Kiss Army, Tom. Thank you. Thank you for everybody. Chris had to cut out quickly, so uh, we didn't get a chance to uh, record our thanks to him. But he'll be listening to this. Uh, we want to thank him for his time and energy and humor for last night at the wrestling show and today for recording. Um, and we hope you guys enjoy this very special episode. Uh, we're happy with it, and we hope you guys have a great time with it. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 